Good day, everybody. Devarim Perek Lamed Bet, chapter 32 of Deuteronomy. This Perek is Shirat Ha'azinu, the song of Ha'azinu. I believe it is the shortest, uh, the shortest parasha in the Torah as a whole. It, um, almost uniquely, not quite, um, is actual poetry, which does not appear much in the first five books of the Tanakh. It appears primarily in Shamot with a song at the sea and a few other places, but it is rare. One will see when looking at it, the nature, even the way in which the text is laid out has changed. It is written in verse. It is prophecy. It looks to the future, beginning a theme which began already yesterday. Many of the verses appear to stand alone, and here is one of them which I would like to consider. Zachor yamot olam bino shnot dor vador. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of generation to generation. Sha'el avicha vayagedcha. Ask your father, that he may tell you, those older than you, that they may tell you. And I remember first hearing this verse quoted, the first time that I remember this verse standing out, is somebody saying, we see from here that the Torah is telling us that there is an imperative to learn history. There is a command for us to study history. And I always thought that was very interesting. Certainly, we as Jews do very much look to the past in order to gain direction for the present and the future. But just this year, I have spent some time reading a very, very important book of Jewish history, but really of Jewish thought as a whole. It's one I highly recommend. It's a very slim book, and it is called Zachor. The subtitle is Jewish History and Jewish Memory by a former professor at Columbia of Jewish history, Yosef Chaim Yerushalmi. And Yerushalmi dwells at great length upon this word Zachor. Zachor, which is the first word of our verse, Zachor, Yamot, Olam, remember the days of old, of years past, and asks us to think about what the word Zachor means. And Yerushalmi's claim is that the word Zachor does not mean history. Rather, Zachor means memory. And although we might, as children of the modern West, frequently run the two together, understanding history to be almost the same thing as memory, Yerushalmi shows us that actually these are two very different things. History, historiography, is concerned with the recording of events that have taken place in the past. Memory is about asking what do events of the past mean for us. History will try its absolute best to be as objective as possible. Memory is by definition selective. History is done by academics and scholars, who we call historians, 
who write papers and books. Memory exists not solely in books, not even primarily in books. It exists in our hearts and in our minds, and it is transmitted through many vehicles, certainly not only scholarly works, but also regular festivals, the life cycle events which we note, the way in which we mark the passing of our friends and relatives and the birth of new members of our family. And Yerushalmi wants us to, ins wants to insist that this distinction between history and memory is so critical because when we think about Jewish history, we will note that we have been through a number of different stages. That the period of the Bible is a period during which Jews are absolutely fascinated with history, with recording events that have taken place. And it is a history in which not only is God present, but the only way in which we can come to know God is to observe him through history. This is the story of the Avot, the forefathers. It's the story of Mitzrayim, of Egypt, and everything that flows after that. The Jewish God is revealed in history, such that claims Yerushalmi, and I quote, only in Israel and nowhere else is the injunction to remember felt as a religious imperative to an entire people. But with the end of the biblical period, Jews stop writing history. Josephus publishes his History of the Jews in about the year 93 of the Common Era, shortly after the destruction of the Second Temple. The sages decide what is going to be in the canon of the Bible around the year 100, and then tells us Yerushalmi that for the next 1500 years there will not be another Jew in the world who will call themselves a historian. From Josephus in Israel and in Rome in the first century until Portugal in the 16th century, there will not be anybody who will call themselves a historian until we arrive at the modern period. And in the modern period, we have seen an explosion of interest by Jews in writing history. Jewish history has developed as history, but it is now a secular history in which the tools of the historians and of the academics are not used in the way in which the biblical authors wrote their book, but rather they are used from the outside. And I'll finish with this amazing quote that Yerushalmi brings from a man called Hans Meyerhoff. He writes, I'm not sure exactly when it is, but I imagine it to be about a hundred years ago. He writes as follows. Thus a situation has developed which is quite paradoxical in human terms. The barriers of the past have been pushed back as never before. Our knowledge of the history of man and the universe has been enlarged on a scale and to a degree not dreamed of by previous generations. At the same time, the sense of identity and continuity with the past, whether our own or histories, has gradually and steadily declined. Previous generations knew much less about the past than we do, but perhaps felt a much greater sense of identity and continuity with it. 
And so our modern paradox is that in the world at large, knowledge of history has grown enormously, whilst memory has faded dramatically. Those of us who are Zohar, who have the merit to learn 929, should read today's verse, Zohar Yamot Olam Binosh Not Dor and say that by our project of learning Tanakh together every day, we are certainly fulfilling this verse's mandate, this verse's imperative of Zachol, memory, meaning in our lives today. Wishing everybody a wonderful day.